Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. The LSU Tigers. LSU wins the BCS. Taking it all the way. One team, one heartbeat. The New Orleans Hornets select Anthony Davis. And a 10. Mardi Gras about to break out. Talk about my thing. To the 20. This is the Chris Gordy Show. Hour number two of the Chris Gordy Show underway now as we uh, head out throughout SEC country over into the Carolinas to catch up with our buddy Peter Burns of the SEC Network joining the show now. And I'm told Peter is on the freaking golf course right now. Look at this guy. He just is that an actual tee shot we just heard? No, no, no. That is good producing, Gordy. Come on now. The things I do for the kids of America. Yeah, it's a charity event. So I had to I had to be out here. But I am impressed. This is the first time I saw, heard the show open, the Chris Gordy show. You sound so professional. It's oh, awesome. does it? I mean, you know, we, we we try here. We put together a little intro, make us sound like uh, like pros. I've got uh, your buddy, uh, Michael Connor. He's our producer. He's in well, studio I with ran, us. I just ran in from the bathroom. What happened? <laughs> Peter's on oh, the golf Connor's course the this worst. morning. You're on the Connor's golf the course? Worst. What are you, where are you? Where are you playing? <laughs> he's a, he's oh, what a, am I replaying? I'm replaying. Uh, well, I got a kid coming in four weeks. Uh, LSU Ole Miss weekend. Not that I like ordered it on Amazon or anything, but my wife is actually like due that day. So I'm getting all my uh, my charity golf tournaments, my beer drinking, my college football watching. I'm getting it in now because I know in four weeks uh, it's going to change. And so that's why I was so disappointed in the LSU game because I'm like. At least give me undefeated or at least only one loss going into Bama. So I, I still have that, that interest that I always have. Yeah, really. No, you're done, man. Once that kid comes, you're, you're never hitting the golf course ever again. <laughs> hey, listen, uh, I'm, I'd be all, all, all right with it. I'm, I'm lucky to have one. So, uh, But then call me back in about uh, you know, three months from now, and I'll probably be singing a different tune. <laughs> so, so tell us, Peter, from your perspective. I mean, what the, what the heck happened on Saturday? I think we, just like a lot of people, were pretty shocked. I mean, everybody predictions for the game. You know, I heard everything from Mississippi State will eke out a close win to LSU in a blowout. I don't think anybody saw it going the other way. No, I, I think what it is, Gordy, is that you got a team, uh, and that's what makes the SEC different than any other conference. Anybody that tells you the, co- the best conference in college football is not the SEC, they're a bull-faced liar. It's because a team that, frankly, was not picked to do a whole heck of a lot can be a contender, and, and they can beat you up on any given night, right? It's like the NFL. The parity level is so good that you have a Mississippi State team that's not – ever going to be horrible. Now, this is a different team than they were last year. Uh, Todd Grantham and that defense are, are nasty. Uh, you know, you've seen what you've got in, in, in Nick Fitzgerald and, and what he brings. I think it, what it was was you just had, like, a lot of LSU fans, including myself, thinking, hey, this is LSU. This is Mississippi State. Uh, no big deal. You just show up there. And, and honestly, I'm, I'm curious to see what would have happened had the offensive pass interference not been called right off the bat. Because I think for such a young LSU team, that changes the dynamic. Uh, and frankly, those guys just 
they were well, they just weren't ready to play. And I've never heard from so many people, Gordy, LSU fans, that didn't watch the fourth quarter of a game. I can't remember the last I, time yeah. I ever heard an LSU fan say that. I, I turned it off. Probably I didn't turn it off. But I didn't pay any attention to it. What are the odds when we look back at the end of the season, or I say when we get to the end of the season, that Mississippi State is the second best team in the West? Um, listen, I think it's such a meat grinder. I don't think that they will be, but I think that. You know they're going to be shown to be probably the third best team um, in, in the West. Um, I listen. You know Dan Mullen is the second best coach in this league. There was talk about it before the season, um, and listen, I know that there was LSU fans here and there that said, "Hey, listen, I'd like to have Dan Mullen as my team because he develops quarterbacks, something that LSU continues to have struggles with." So um, I think they're going to be a solid team. Um, I'm curious to see what Mississippi State and Georgia do this weekend. I think that's going to be a hell of a matchup. If you go to Dan Mullen's Wikipedia page right now, it says his current team that he's the head coach for, the Tennessee Volunteers. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, somebody's gonna he's going to get paid if he ever wants it. I mean, him and Megan, they've been down there in Starkville. They're basically the mayor, and, uh, and, and he basically can – I was going to say could run for governor, but now there's too many uh, Ole Miss fans in there. But uh, <laughs> he's got a good gig. You know, there's never really expectations down there. He can beat at LSU the way they do, and they'll talk about that win. Even if they lose every single game the rest of the year – they're not they're going to be excited about that w so yeah it's a great situation to make four and a half million dollars living in starkville with no pressure talking with uh, peter burns of the icc network he's on a golf course so peter if you have to take a shot just put your phone down we'll we'll talk among, amongst fact, ourselves if we have to i'll be your caddy what, what are we looking at here how many yards <laughs> out are you shut up i'm trying to hit the shot damn i'm trying to caddy you i mean but that's oh, what i'm here for were, so, sounds like a duck hook. I just peered that. Oh, Ooh. no. Oh, that's it's nice. Two, 235, a little hybrid on the green. That's not oh, bad. Look at you. Look at you. 235 hybrid. I did 235, seven iron on the green, but that was because I was playing at yeah. altitude two weeks ago. Cinderella <laughs> 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 story. Uh, Augusta. But, uh, no, I, I think this weekend, boys, back to actual football. Sorry about that. But, I, I think we're trying to figure out what in the world is going on in the SEC right now. I mean, there's the one constant that you know that is Alabama. But outside of that, I wasn't that impressed with Georgia's win over Notre Dame because I think Notre Dame is trash. Um, Florida and Tennessee was a whole bunch of suck. Um, and so really, you know, I, I think the bottom of the SEC is not as bad as the bottom of other conferences. But right now there's not that really that top echelon, which we've kind of grown to have and understand – uh, over the last probably decade of football, and it's it's troubling. Well, and even Alabama, I mean, everybody just expects them to be dominant. I mean, I, I watched some of their games against Fresno and Colorado State, and yeah, at times they look really good, and at times they look, you know, the, like like an average team. So I, I think we haven't really gotten a good read on them. Look, they, they gave it their all that week one against Florida State, but I'm going to be interested to see once they get an SEC play, it feels like this Bama team may slip up and lose one, but... I'm with you, Peter. I'm watching those games over the weekend, and I'm like, none of these teams scare me. Texas A&M's losing to ULL at the half, and Auburn's struggling with Mercer and all this, and then my team gets killed by the Bulldogs. So just goes to show right. you it's going to be a crazy year. I will say this about Alabama, though. This is It's by design. I mean, this Alabama team right now is exactly how Saban wants it. As, as exciting as the last couple years have been with Lane Kiffin called the offense, this is truly the Bama football that, that Saban likes to coach, right? He wants to have games that are just 
31 to 4, you know, 31 to 14, 31 to 10, to where you're just bored as hell watching it. You just know they're going to suffocate on defense, win the field position, and they're going to get tired, and other teams are going to get tired, and they're just going to run it up the gut and score a couple of late touchdowns. Like, this is how Nick Saban wants to coach football. I'm not saying that's great for it, but I think he's much more in a comfort zone now with Brian Dayball running this more ball control offense than he probably ever was with, with uh, Lane Kiffin running that fast-paced, uh, exciting offense. Uh, let us know when you have to take your next shot. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll put you I'm down good. for a second. I'm good. Okay. I'm here with All you right. the rest of the way. <laughs> I'll, I'll, read the green, the I'll, read the gr- I'll read the greens for you from here if you need me. <laughs> uh so, Peter, you're talking about Alabama. I mean, this game against Vanderbilt, going to Vanderbilt, and I think Vandy's been a nice little surprise so far this year. Kyle Shermer's looked good at quarterback. Obviously, Derek Mason's finally got that defense going. Uh, sell me on Vanderbilt. I mean, do they have a shot in this game against Alabama? You know, I, I think what happens is I was down in Nashville over spring, and I, I was impressed with everything that Vanderbilt had. Just the sheer numbers surprised me. I mean, they only had about 60 guys. 65 guys in spring ball. I mean, that, that's ballooned up to about 80. But, I mean, the difference is you're just talking about, yeah, I think Vanderbilt, the way that they're built, can play with, honestly, anybody in the country for probably the first three quarters. And I think it traditionally is just like Bama football to where, hey, they'll sludge it around. Um, you know, Kyle Shermer's not going to make a whole lot of mistakes. So I don't see you know, easy scores for Alabama. Uh, but I think once you get into that third quarter uh, early fourth quarter is when Bama can start getting six runs, six yards to carry, and that's just—it's going to be tough. Plus, I love Vandy, and I love what Derek Mason has done because I think he's finally gotten to a point where he's confident as a head coach. Um, but I just don't think the crowd's going to be—you uh, know—a difference maker for a road SEC game. So I, I see Alabama probably winning by about seventeen in that one. Can Kentucky pull off the the uh, the upset against Florida this uh, this Saturday? Look, they they struggle with Florida every year. That's everybody knows that. But I think everyone Kentucky kind of piqued everybody's interest last week. Them upsetting South Carolina. Can they do it again in back to back weeks and and beat Florida? Yeah, this thing. This I, I think it is. I, I think Kentucky does beat um, Florida this week. I think Florida is having all kinds of issues right now uh, with the way that that. You know, just everything that's going on with the Antonio Callaway and Jordan Scarlett, the investigation that's still continuing to move on. Those guys and the other eight guys aren't even practicing right now with the team. So um, Kentucky needed that win, right? I don't think they looked good the first two weeks. Their offensive line play was bad, but they benched Steven Johnson, their quarterback, for Drew Barker in that second game. He came back with a, with a vengeance. He looked a lot better, looked a lot more comfortable, and looked like he was a man. So um, it's going to have to be a lot of bitty snails. I think they're going to be able to run the ball pretty well. And I think this is one of those like 21-17 games uh, or 21-18 games or something like that. I don't know how the math would work. But uh, look for Kentucky to win it on a lake field goal. How about that prognostication? Very nice. What, what is it going to take for us to get relegation to happen in the SEC and kick Mizzou out? They're an embarrassment. Oh, come on. <laughs> it's uh, Trust me, it's something that I used to think of when I played NCAA football. Not with Mizzou, but just like how good would the conference be if we could just say, you know what, uh, you're out. What I would actually like is I would like to have like, you know how you have um, uh, transfer students or like study abroad programs. I would like to put like an SEC school, like middle of the pack, like put Tennessee in the Big Ten for a year. You know, like an exchange student program. Let's have an exchange <laughs> program program to where we can get like a – Minnesota and the SEC for... 
Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, believe it by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. A couple years just to be like, all right, let's see how these guys really would do if they played a real football conference. <laughs> he is Peter Burns of the SEC Network. He's out on the golf course right now. And Peter, if the season ended right now, it would be what we all predicted. It would be Mississippi State and Kentucky and Atlanta, just like we all predicted preseason. That's why we get paid the millions of bucks over the <laughs> SEC Network. If you didn't know that we said that earlier in the season, you're just not not watching us enough, my friend. By the way, you're doing a fantastic job on the, those early games in the studio. Um, uh, I say this not to suck up to you, but you, you've come a long way, my friend, and, and you're really, really good. Very smooth on your transitions, and uh, uh, I enjoy it. I enjoy it, man. I, I lock it in. I just I don't leave my couch on Saturdays now. Hey, it's the only time you can sit on the couch for like twelve to fourteen hours and not feel bad. But we're having fun. Chris Doran's been great, and uh, Gene Chizik, man, he's been you know bringing a lot of attitude to it. So uh, yes, uh, I, never, I never complain about work because I don't work for a living. I'm I'm blessed to do what I'm going to do, and I'm going to try to keep faking it until they kick me out. Hey, how about the fake t- the fake tweet that came out that somebody said that, that Gene Chizik said Butch Jones is going to be sitting next to us? Dar- Dari yeah, took the Twitter was, immediately. That's I what mean, happens when you get yeah, that's what happens when you get people with verified Twitter accounts that don't know how they use sarcasm on Twitter. So yeah, we <laughs> we shut that down real quick. Uh, yeah. Let's say uh, having a coach on air would never call for another coach's job. We'll put it no. that way. Yeah, exactly. That's what I said. <laughs> he is Peter Burns of the SEC Network. Peter. Uh, Appreciate the time, man, and uh, and and hit some uh, knock some balls in the hole, huh? I uh, I I don't think that's the proper golf vocabulary, but I will still go with it. So uh, <laughs> later, later, boys. Except for you, Connor, I'm not a big fan. Oh, thanks. I'm gonna go back to the bathroom. Bye. Now. See Bye. <laughs> Peter Burns of the SEC Network. We uh, we love to catch up with him. He's a good dude, and uh, yeah, he's got a kid coming on the way pretty soon. His first. I thought that and... kid was finally showing up by now. I, mean, I hadn't. I yeah, hadn't checked uh, in on that. But. They, they actually they take nine months now to come out. It's uh, a little just, bit longer than it used to be. I guess it's not overrated. You might as well keep that thing in there as long as possible because you really don't want to <laughs> come Peter, out. It's going to come out screaming and smelly and slimy. Peter is literally, like, he hits the golf course several times a week. I know. He travels. He makes me envy. I used to play at least once a week, sometimes twice a week, and now I'm lucky to play twice a month. He travels the world and, and He's with, got, his, with his wife, and they go to all these different places. All that's over now. They're having a kid. None of that's going to happen ever yeah, again. Yeah, as, as somebody that's now considered an uncle, even though I'm not technically an uncle, it's my cousin's son, but I, he's my older brother. That's what we've always known each other as, so I'm known as uncle. This thing, and I say this thing, this child, this little boy, he's about to be four months old. He poops everywhere. <laughs> Literally, he. I was holding him a, a two weeks ago, walking into that. He pooped through his clothes all down my arm. That's what, what is they do. wrong with those things? That's what Little they do. Aliens. Oh, by the way, real quick on that note with that I was talking about with Peter Burns, somebody tweeted out a quote and said that Gene Chizik said on the SEC network after you know Butch Jones and Tennessee lost to Florida, tweeted out a quote and said that Gene Chizik said Butch Jones needs to pick out a tie because he's going to be sitting sitting up here next to us next week or something oh, like burned. that. But it's like, first off, I, I, and I had to read it twice. I'm like, I don't think Gene Chizik would say that. And if he did, he has some real balls to say that. And it turned out he never, he never did, he never really said that. So 
Uh, but it got it's one of those things. It got tweeted, yeah. and then it got retweeted by all these. I mean, like college football um, national accounts and like SEC national accounts. They were like retweeting it. And I'm like, there's no way that was real. And sure enough, Dorian Oka put it out there. He said this was not an actual quote. So I wish it was, but yeah. uh, he should get ready. He's going to be doing that. Yeah, TV work. Gene Chizik, somebody needs to get him a tailor. That man wears the biggest suits I've ever seen. <laughs> All right, we'll, uh, we'll grab a quick break. We'll come back. We'll continue the conversation. Again, 940, we're going to talk with Kenny Albert from Fox Sports. He'll be on the call this weekend calling Saints-Panthers. We'll catch up with him in just a little bit. It's Chris Gordy Show. Chris Gordy now. Duncan Holder next at 10 on Sports 1280. New Orleans. Welcome back, Chris Gordy Show here on Sports 1280 New Orleans. Appreciate our buddy Peter Burns for jumping on with us there. I don't. Come on here saying <laughs> things about me. No, I'm kidding. We well, always appreciate him. Yeah, we love to have some fun with him. Again, uh, coming up we're in... just playing golf with him. Coming up in uh, just uh, about 15 minutes, we're going to talk with Kenny Albert of Fox Sports. Uh, longtime play-by-play man. He'll be on the call this Sunday for Saints-Panthers. So we'll get his thoughts on that. He's called many a Saints games uh, throughout my years. Uh, felt like there was a stretch where it felt like every week Kenny was doing a Saints game, um, you know, because for years it was like uh, I felt like me know, when I was a kid, like watching the Houston Texans. It was uh, Solomon Wilcots on CBS every freaking week. Drove me nuts. Yeah, they, they they tend to stick with the guys that they the guys that they they trust or the guys that you know are familiar with certain teams. But it's funny because I can remember Kenny calling you know, tons of Saints-Buccaneers games and things like that. And then here we are now. He's now partnered with Rondé Barber in the booth, a former Buccaneer. At least it's not Tiki. I, I would go nuts if it was Tiki. He sounds like a very well, insufferable human I being. think it was announced next week the Bucks are playing the Giants, and I think they announced they're going to... Tiki going to join them in the Tiki's booth? Tiki's going to join them in the booth, yeah. So it's going to be the three of them together. How can you tell who's who? <laughs> they sound alike, right? I think so, and they kind of look alike. They're like identical twins. Well, they are. Yeah. So, um, yeah, no, that'll be uh, that'll be interesting. We'll have to ask Kenny about that. Uh, if you're that identical, wouldn't you switch things around? Like you take the other person's life for a day. You know, I heard an interview recently with the the Harrison twins uh, that went to Kentucky that are both in the N- NBA now. Flameouts, and well, they're both still. Making money in the NBA. Yeah, they left college early like idiots and went in the second round. One of them didn't even get drafted. Yeah, but that was, I mean, they played, what, two or three years? Like, like that's yeah, long. They, they were supposed to be one and done. Every single year. Yeah, they were but, like the highest prospect, highly touted. No, I, th- I think the thing was they wanted to stick around another year, and Cal Perry told him, sorry, you can't. I got a, I got a top five class coming in. Hmm. Like, not top five. I, I got transfer. I've got a number one overall class coming in, and, and all these guys are going to be better. And all those guys got drafted already, too. <laughs> Uh, what was it? The two kids from last year, De'Aaron Fox and yeah, what was uh, the other one? I can't remember. Um, but yeah, so it's it's just it's. It, it, but anyway, to to the point I was trying to make with the Harrison twins, they they this interview that I heard, they asked them, "Oh, did you guys ever like switch places or like you date another girl and all this?" And they're like, "No, no, I never really did any of that." Hey, bro, you want to go switch a ruse? <laughs> yeah, never, I, never did that. You never, couldn't look at you if if it's like a serious girlfriend, you could never look at that girlfriend the, the same way again because you know what happened. <laughs> sure. Uh, you want to do some college football uh, tidbits? Yeah. All right. Um, Auburn head coach Gus Malzahn has said that sophomore running back Cameron Martin will see increased carries moving forward. 
Martin's usage this year has been an odd one. He saw 14 carries and turned them into 136 yards and a touchdown against Georgia State, or rather Georgia Southern in the opener, doing a fantastic job. And uh, and then in the in the two games since that, he's not received a carry. So Cameron Martin expected to maybe see some more carries this week. As uh, who's Auburn get this week? Oh, they're they're at Mizzou. So they should they should win big there. Auburn minus nineteen on the road at Mizzou. Wow, that feels a little low actually because that Mizzou team is insanely. That's going to be one of the worst teams in college football. This Auburn's season. had some issues uh, scoring, and I, and I, again these pro football focus numbers you can never go I, by I them. I don't. I'm they, so sick of graded, pro football focus. I just can't. those hipster. I want to put numbers on football stuff. You cannot do it. It's a load of crap. It's a joke. They graded Jared Stidham as the best quarterback in the SEC last week. I guess in terms of efficiency and stuff. But he struggled. They won twenty-four to ten. That's why you can't take their numbers seriously. He th- their their he value threw, he threw for it, three, it does not work. He threw for three hundred and sixty-four yards, no touchdowns, and an interception. How is that how is that good? I mean, he was 32, 32 of thirty-seven, so he only had five incompletions, but you know, nine yards a, a completion, but no touchdowns and an interception. I just don't know how you can give that a good grade. I don't know either. And that's the again, the continued uh, just pro football focus, and it gets shoved down our throats now more than anything when it's on the uh, Sunday Night Football because Chris Collinsworth owns a stake in them. Uh, a few other things. Uncommitted five-star 2018 defensive end Micah Parsons considering taking official visits to Penn State and Georgia. He took an official visit to Ohio State earlier this month and will be taking another one to Nebraska. Uh, the program of particular intrigue in this conversation is Penn State. Parsons was committed to them for three months this offseason before he reopened his re- recruitment. He described his relationship with the program as a love-hate relationship. Good Lord, the five-star He must have saw the are... ghost of Joe Paterno in the shower. <laughs> My God. Um, yeah, look, I, I don't know. I, I, I keep up with the recruiting. It's 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 a fun process at times, but at other times I just feel like these kids are getting advised by the wrong people. They're getting I, I, told yeah. the wrong things. I, and... I feel like we should never pay attention to it until like the day of because these kids think it's like the, they come out with this you know, ego that's just they, they're high school kids. Well, how about they, the, I, I, they're not worthy of all this constant. And then these stupid shows and these presentations with the hats. Was and it the, 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 the Under Armour game or one of those last season? They did um, uh, like every kid that announces where he was going. He said, I'm going to be spending the next three years. They all said three years. Yeah, because they just assume they're going to be able to come out after their junior year. They all assume they're going to play as a true freshman and then leave after junior year. I'm just like, that is insane. Like, even though that's the reality with a lot of kids, don't say that. It just sets a bad precedent. It becomes like, you know, like like the the old book by Bruce Feldman, Meat Market. You're just coming in, take a number, head on out to the draft. Go make your money. Uh, NCAA racks in the cash. I didn't know he hadn't signed yet, but Oklahoma approved Lincoln Riley's five-year contract uh, yesterday. Riley, yeah, those things take Board of Regents meetings, and they have to call. They either have to sit down at their typical meeting. They, they may it takes have, a while. They may have expedited after the win over Ohio State. I, I, I think technically Bob Stoops, like last year, had signed a new deal or something, and it didn't actually go into effect till after the season. Then he retired. Yeah, so it still uh, gets it. Riley will be paid a base salary of three point one million annually with that number to see $200,000 bumps each year. Contract comes with plenty of goodies in the form of incentives, including 125 k if the Sooners win a game in the college football playoff and 250 k if they win. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. The title. You know uh, what's going to happen is he's going to coach that coach under that salary for one season. They're going to win a big bowl game. He'll renegotiate and be bumped because right now that salary pays him less than Cliff Kingsbury. Also, other incentives include 25 hours of private airplane privileges and membership to two private golf clubs. Yeah, so that's pretty nice. Not bad. I know that when I was uh, I was back in Lubbock one time and uh, Clint Kingsbury just. He had just signed on to be the coach there, and he had a, a membership at the at the golf course up there, which is an unbelievable golf course. And here he comes pulling up in a Lambo. So uh, I'm like, uh, oh man, this must be rough. <laughs> and your last uh, college football tidbit: Nebraska freshman wide receiver Keyshawn Johnson Jr. tweeted that he will 100% be returning to the team this winter. Johnson, a four-star recruit, left the Cornhuskers after he was cited for marijuana possession and drug paraphernalia. At the beginning of June, he has since entered a diversionary program, which if followed, will see his case dismissed down the road. Head coach Mike Riley has kept the door open for the 6'1", 195-pounder to return after the end of the season. Remember, when that happened, it was like, it happened, and then Keyshawn Johnson came in and like pulled his kid out and like came out and said immediately, he ain't playing football. He's done. And like... It's like, whoa, what, what, what is this? Like, dad stepped in. Dad was like, what the hell are you doing, son? And basically, you know, look, it's marijuana. It's it's 2017. It's legal in a lot of states now. It's not yes. as it's not as uh, dire, uh, you know. But look, it, it's it's a rule uh, in college football. And if you get busted doing it during you know d- during the season or while you're a student athlete, you know you're, the repercussions are going to happen. So it sounds like they're uh, they're going to welcome him back in Nebraska. It's just uh, dad's going to have to sign off on that. <laughs> dad's going to have to make sure. Keyshawn Johnson Jr. is not partaking in any extracurricular activities again. I wouldn't get in Keyshawn. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't get in his. I wouldn't get in Dad Keyshawn's. You know, bad side. That's just me. Seems like he's a tough but fair dad. So uh, good stuff there. All right, I feel let, like he probably uses the belt. Probably. Uh, let's do this. Let's grab a break here because when we come back, uh, we're expected to be joined by Kenny Albert from Fox Sports. He's going to be on the call uh, this Sunday calling Saints and Panthers in Carolina. So we'll get Kenny's thoughts on this Saints team and uh, what what we can expect on Sunday right after this. It's the Chris Gordy Show, Sports 1280 New Orleans. Stay there. Our insiders are talking your teams. Sports 1280 New Orleans. Welcome back in. Chris Gordy Show here on Sports 1280 New Orleans. Tomorrow and uh, Friday, we'll get a little bit more into uh, talking Saints uh, Panthers, previewing this matchup a little bit more tomorrow at uh, 9.05, as we do every Thursday. We're going to talk with our buddy uh, Greg Bedard, 
formerly of Sports Illustrated. We'll get his thoughts on the game last weekend as uh, he covers the, the Patriots pretty closely. So I'm real interested to get his thoughts on what he saw in, in terms of defensive breakdowns for the Saints, how the Patriots were, their defense was able to be effective against the Saints offense and kind of go a little bit in inside the numbers with Greg Bedard tomorrow. So that'll be 9.05 tomorrow morning. And then on Friday, we're going to uh, talk with Clint Sterner of the uh, SEC Network, former uh, quarterback at Arkansas. We're going to get his thoughts on uh, the SEC in general and some of the big games coming up this weekend around the SEC. So that's going to be a whole lot of fun. So uh, a lot of good guests along the way over uh, this week and next. Oh, and then, of course, on Friday, we always talk with our buddy Ken Trahan of CrescentCitySports.com and uh, does a really good job with all the prep football coverage, with all the scores, and they actually carry uh, several game broadcasts every week right there on the website around high school football. Uh, my Roma Raiders still undefeated, so uh, so we got that going for us while, while LSU struggles and the Saints continue to, so, to struggle. So by about week eight of the football season, week nine, we should just be expecting you to come in here and only talk Roma football. Yeah, or Pelicans basketball. Like I said, we're, we're one or the other. We'll we'll pick one of them. By the way, I, I just want to reiterate again: Dante Cunningham back with the Pelicans again. Um, Dante agreeing to resign with the Pelicans, a one-year deal worth two point three million. Here's the problem, though, Michael: the Pelicans are going to face this at the end of the year, uh, uh, going into next season. Dante Cunningham, Rajon Rondo, Tony Allen, and Ian Clark are all on one-year deals. Yep, you're going to be hitting the reset button, but I think oh, at- and Boogie is up next year. So Boogie's on a trial run, anyways. I mean, it's yeah, it's one of those things like you don't really want to start negotiating long term with him because he's going to want big money to stay and all well, that. I mean, he's a you, max player no matter where he goes. You only have a handful of game sample size with he and Anthony together, right? You need to see it play out early in yeah. the season, and you need to see it work before you uh, make any decision that you and want I, to go with this big, you know two big man work. I think for big man look. I think for Boogie's camp too, if everything goes, you know, like if they get a good get midway through the season and everything's going well and he and Anthony are playing well together, I could easily see them maybe, you know, open up the negotiation process and maybe agree to a long-term deal. But it's like like you said, it's both sides, both the, I'm not worried about him wanting to stay in New Orleans at all. Like he feels like a guy he wanted to stay in Sacramento. Right. Like, he really didn't even want to leave there. He's a guy that's going to like where he's at. Yeah, but we're we're going to have to see again. You know, we need a full season of he and Anthony Davis healthy and playing with one another to see how how both those guys are going to play play together. But like I said, I could see it from his camp. Let's kind of wait and hold off and see how this how this is going to work. And then from the Pelicans side, well, we're not re-upping him full term, you know, long term unless uh, unless this is going to work. And look, that's that's a good good thing from their side because. Um, you know, let's say it doesn't work. Well, then you got a crap ton of money to spend in free agency next off season. So yeah, in a market that I, I had to go look at it, but it feels like there's a yeah, there's quite a few guys out there. All right, uh, we welcome in now our special guest, Kenny Albert, longtime play-by-play announcer from Fox Sports. He will be on the call this weekend as the Saints take on the Panthers in Carolina. Mr. Albert, good morning to you. How are you, sir? Good, Chris. How are you? Doing very well. Uh, you know, I was talking about it a little bit earlier, Kenny. I mean, we 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 here in New Orleans, we've watched you for years and years. It felt like almost every week you were calling Saints games on Fox for years. And I can remember back uh, you calling a lot of those Saints-Bucks games and how tight they were and all that. And it's so funny all these years later now, uh, Rondé Barber joining you in the booth this season. It's got to be uh, funny for you for a guy who once called the guy's action on the, on the field, and now here he is sharing a booth with you. 
You know, I was just thinking about that yesterday, Chris. Uh, especially in the late 90s, early 2000s, we seemed to have uh, a long run of those NFC South games, whether it was Saints, Panthers, Falcons, Buccaneers. And in most of those matchups, it didn't matter what the records were. Um, one team could be 10-4, and four, the other could be 4-10, and 10, and it would be a close game. We had a number of overtime games. I remember uh, an overtime game in Tampa between the Bucks and the Saints. And, and you're right, working now with Rondé Barber, uh, for the first year, who obviously spent uh, many, many years in, in the division, um, you know, the realignment in 2002, and uh, he played 10 more years until two, uh, 2012. So it should be a lot of fun. We have some group emails going back and forth amongst our production crew with myself and Rondé and our uh, producer and, and director. And uh, this week, you know, just seeing some of Rondé's comments and ideas leading up to the game this weekend. Uh, with so many of the players on, uh, still on the field that he played against uh, during his career. And did I see coming up that you're, uh, that the other brother is going to join you guys in the booth too? Tiki's going to jump in with you guys? You did. I, I will be the honorary triplet uh, with the Barbers <laughs> uh, next Sunday, a week from Sunday. Wow. We have the Giants-Tampa Bay game, and it's obviously the two teams that the Barber brothers played for. Uh, Rondé, 16 years with the Bucks, and, and Tiki for a decade or so with the Giants, and uh, Tiki does a great job on, on CBS Sports Radio, does a, a morning show every day on, on national radio, and uh, the opportunity was presented to, to Tiki and Rondé. Would they like to work together for this Giants-Bucks game? And uh, they both jumped at it. So they haven't been teammates since college. They played together in high school and then at the University of Virginia, and, and now for the first time they'll be teammates up in the broadcast booth. And I guess the, the challenge for the viewers might be uh, during that game, uh, to try and figure out which one is speaking, because <laughs> as identical twins, they 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 look alike, they sound alike, and uh, we'll we'll have some fun with it next Sunday. Maybe one, maybe the one leaning towards the Bucks and the one leaning towards the Giants. Maybe that might be be the difference there. Talking with uh, with Kenny Albert here, play by play announcer for for Fox Sports. Uh, uh, look, obviously you got to be excited to 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 join Rondé and 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 do games with him and Christina Pink down on the sidelines. But uh, years and years with Moose Johnson in the booth. Uh, how tough was it to, to say goodbye to those guys? Well, I've been really fortunate to have so many great partners through the years, and and Moose was my longest uh, ten years in the football booth, and we were with Tony Saragusa, Goose, for eight of those years, and uh, loved both guys, uh, really enjoyed working with them. And as you know, Chris, in this business, uh, 10 years is a long time, and, and sometimes changes are made, and uh, Moose is doing a great job with, with Chris Myers and Laura Oakman this year, and uh, Laura was with us for the last two years. She does a tremendous job. Chris does as well. So uh, we're still great friends. We, we, we speak and text all the time, and I know they're having a great year so far, and um, you know, with, with Moose, I guess, you know, you get so used to being with the same person up in the booth, so it is a bit of an adjustment, but things have gone really well uh, with Rondé over these first two weeks. Of course, Tony made famous the Britney Spears uh, non-handheld mic, the, uh, the microphone around the, around his head. I mean, that's it's funny. When you think of, of Tony Siragusa now, you always just think of him with the, the wire or the the. What would you even call it? The microphone around the head that you don't even have to hold. It's the Todd Graham. It's the Todd Graham (laughs) headset. I'll tell you what, regarding Tony and his setup, um, he was really somewhat of a pioneer in broadcasting because he wasn't your typical sideline reporter. He hated being referred to as a sideline reporter. (laughs) Um, He liked the term sideline analyst, and he really was because his mic was open. Um, Normally, with sideline reporters, you know, there are certain times when you'll throw it down to them and. 
it'll be the producer telling us up in the booth, hey, let's go down to Christina or let's go down to Laura after this play. And with Tony, his mic was open. It was like having a third analyst in the booth with us. And both guys, Moose and Goose, did an amazing job of not speaking over each other. You know, it might happen once in a while, but um, it, not very often. And, you know, you kind of had that sense, all three of us, of when, you know, I would, I would set up the play, call the play, wrap up the play, and then Moose would come in and he would keep it somewhat short. And, um, you know, he, he would sort of have that sixth sense of when Tony wanted to come in and say something. And it wasn't after every play. It might be after every four or five plays, sometimes after every eight plays. But he would see things down there. It was amazing. Um, he would tell us stories about his career and watching film when he played for the Colts and the Ravens and just noticing these little things about a lineman's hand. Um, you know, if the left tackle's hand is in a certain position, that means it's going to be a run play or a pass play, and those are the things you look for as a player, and, and he would see that from his uh, position in the end zone. He wouldn't move around too much in, in the later years with us. He, would, he had such a great setup with, with all these monitors. You know, His monitors were bigger than the replay monitor that the referee looked through. So he would just pick up these little things, and it was always amazing to me what he would always see outside the box. But his mic was open, so he could, he could come in, you know, as you said, whenever he wanted to. Talking with Kenny Albert of Fox Sports, 20-plus years already at Fox Sports calling games. Uh, let's talk about this game you'll be doing this weekend, Saints at Carolina. Uh, Kenny, it feels like the past few years in, in New Orleans, we've just been spinning our wheels with the Saints. I mean, 7-9, 7-9, 7-9. Nine, nine, here they are behind the eight ball once again, 0-2. This feels almost like a game they've got to win if they want to turn this season around. Uh, what do you make of the Saints and where they are right now? It, where it feels like kind of nearing the end, I guess, of the years of uh, the, the glory years of Sean Payton and Drew Brees. Well, you're right. When you talk about you know some of the starts, you look at 0-2 in 2014, 0-3 the last two years, and now 0-2 again, and, and it's, it's deja vu in New Orleans as far as the start of the season is concerned. You hate getting behind that eight ball so early, and as you mentioned, a couple of 7-9 and nine finishes. This is a huge game, and I'm about halfway through the preparation. I watched the Saints game against the Pats. I watched the Panthers game against the Bills and, and Carolina. They don't score a touchdown, but they win the game. They've held both the 49ers and Bills to three points in each of their first two games, so they've done a great job defensively. And, and these teams know each other well. You know, division rivals, Sean Payton's been with the Saints for 11 years. Ron Rivera's been with the Panthers for seven, so there aren't too many secrets. But uh, the Saints, in, in desperate need of a victory, and, you know, all your listeners, I'm sure, uh, have been following uh, some of the events that have taken place over the last couple of weeks. And uh, we'll sit down as a group with, with some of the Panthers players and coaches Friday and then the Saints Saturday when they get in. So looking forward to hearing what they have to say. Sean's always great you know, with us as far as running down his entire roster and uh, talking about some of the issues both on the positive and negative side. You know, I would never count out Drew Brees. You look at what he's done during an unbelievable Hall of Fame career. So I would expect him to have a big game this week. Uh, real quick on on Carolina, you mentioned you watched some of their film. I mean, you know, you look at the box score and go, my goodness, they held both their first two opponents to three points. On the flip side, you say well, it was San Francisco and, and Buffalo, two teams that figured to struggle this year. Uh, it, it, when watching the film, is is this Carolina defense legit in your opinion? They do look to be, and, and you're right. I mean, the quality of opponent certainly wasn't uh, what it might be over these next couple of weeks with the Saints and the Patriots coming up, but. You still have Julius Peppers at the age of 37. It's amazing uh, playing at such a high level. Uh, a couple of the linebackers, Luke Keekley and, and Thomas Davis, who have had outstanding careers, and uh, they've done a nice job in the secondary as well. You know, the one thing with, with the Panthers' offense, big loss, Greg Olson uh, with a broken foot, one of the top tight ends 
knocked out uh, for at least the next six to eight weeks. Um, excited to see Christian McCaffrey, uh, the rookie running back, who uh, leads the team in receptions over the first two weeks. They still have the veteran and Jonathan Stewart, who uh, actually could break the franchise uh, rushing record this week. He needs 104 yards. I know the Saints will have something to say about that, but uh, he could break the Angelo Williams uh, all-time rushing record. And then Cam Newton, obviously always such a treat to watch. MVP in the league two years ago, uh, the surgery uh, during the offseason, some health issues. But, uh, again, when you have a Newton and a Breeze and some of the other stars out there on the field, you know these are, these are the games you'll really look forward to. He is Kenny Albert of Fox Sports. Of course, he'll be on the call alongside uh, Rondé Barber and uh, Christina Pink uh, covering the Saints and the Panthers this Sunday in Carolina. Kenny, you've been doing it fantastic for a long time, my friend. Uh, Keep up the great work. Continued success for you, and uh, I know we'll all be uh, looking for you uh, this Sunday on on the call. Thanks, Chris. Really appreciate it. All right, thanks a lot. Kenny Albert of uh, Fox Sports. 20-plus years with the Fox Sports Network. Crazy that it's it's been so long. But, yeah, I mean, did, didn't it feel like that from, like, I don't know, like the late 90s to, like, the mid-2000s? It felt like Kenny Albert and Moose were on the call for every NFC South game. Like, Saints-Panthers, Kenny Albert here, Saints-Bucks, Kenny Albert here. I mean, it just felt like years and years and years of him calling those games. And, um, look, Kenny's Kenny's been the one constant. He's been really, really good throughout the years and – uh, one of the few guys who calls all four major U.S. sports, uh, you know, as far as broadcasters go. So, does a great job, and uh, again, we'll look for him uh, on the call this Sunday. Let's take our last timeout of the morning, right, uh, right here, a quick one, and we'll come back and uh, wrap things up here on the Chris Gordy Show. Back to the Chris Gordy Show on Sports 1280, New Orleans. Why are we going out on this note? The hell is wrong? I with thought you, you liked Randy Travis. No. I mean, I wouldn't mind getting drunk with him, but I'd never ride in a car with him. <laughs> you would never ride in a car with him. He got DWI not too long ago. Uh, well, it's unfortunate. He's a he's a he's a peach. Final segment of the Chris Gordy Show here on Sports 1280 New Orleans. It is producer Michael's birthday. I'll, I'll give you the chance. What what? I'll come back with a different song. What song do you want? Um, you can go with anything you want. It's your birthday. It's my birthday. Anaconda don't want none unless you got buns, hun. What's the name of that song again? <laughs> Baby got back. Baby, Baby got, got back. back. There you go. Baby got back. I can never remember the name of it. Is that wrong? That's no, the, only no, line. That's the mean, line I remember as a kid because when I when I was old enough to finally realize what that line meant, I was like, whoa. Well, I was gonna say you were how old? Uh, how, what year were you born in? Ninety. Oh my god. Yeah, you were born like the year it came out. Did it come out that year? Uh, ninety or ninety two somewhere Let's around see, there. Baby got. Shake it, shake it, shake it, shake that baby got back. Oh, yeah, you get the LA. I'm only doing this for your birthday. It was released in 92, so. 92, okay. Yeah. It was somewhere in there. What year, what part of the year 92, I don't know, but I was either one or two when that song came out. Can they play this song on CNN? (laughs) One, you know, yeah, they don't say boobs, so I think it's okay. Can't say back, though. But or Anaconda, we all know what Anaconda what? is. We know what that is. God, and then Nicki Minaj took it to a whole nother level. That and she did. I, I like the level she took it to. Damn it, I'm going to watch that music video again right now just because it's my birthday. She's got a song out uh, right now. Is it Yo Gotti? I don't care. I, I'm so out of like the newer <laughs> the newer music. I kept up with it for a while, and now I'm like, somebody's like, oh yeah, this rapper. I'm like, who? Yeah. Never heard of that. Yeah, there it is. Got buns. Oh on. goodness! I'm watching the video right now. My God! Yeah. 
Where are you at, Gordy? You you a you a boobs man or an ass man? <laughs> man, just go ahead and put me on the spot, huh? Well, I mean, Clay Travis answered the question on CNN. Well, that's for Clay Travis's show. Of course, you can hear him every morning right before us here on. I think it's a day Sports of the week. Well, change the topic. It's a it's a, it's a to me it goes both ways. Like it's just you know she's got both, so I'm I'm lucky. I think uh, I think over the year, I think our generation. Uh, has moved more towards the latter. I feel like the '80s and the '90s was a boob generation. I feel like now, now, now it's it's gone to. I'm the I'm a leg man myself. Legs are big. What about fried chicken? What do you go for? Uh, yeah, uh, I'm typically a breast man at that point. <laughs> okay. Who does it? Like, if you ever got fried chicken with somebody, like, give me a thigh. You'd be like, you're a weirdo. <laughs> yeah, it just depends. Who starts with a thigh or a wing? Uh, I see. I don't eat much fried chicken. That's that's the first like I, I don't. Well, that's don't your first problem. Yeah, no, no yeah, we can't be friends anymore, man. <laughs> you should be going to Popeyes well, right after I this. Because I used to, it used to weigh two hundred and sixty-five pounds about four years well, ago, and now I weigh one hundred and ninety, soaking wet, and I and I want to stay this way. That's for your birthday. Let's do that. We'll go get a big box of Popeyes chicken. I'm gonna go eat Mexican some food, mashed potatoes, some red beans and rice. Uh, Fry it all up in some lard. Oh yeah, lard. You know where lard is best, and I only know this because the girlfriend's from Mexico. Refried beans. If they make your refried beans out of lard, that is the best. The worst is the fact that Popeyes has a drive-through, and every time you pull through, like it's fried chicken. It doesn't exactly take like two minutes to make. And especially if you order, well, onion, do you want them to undercook the chicken? If you order onion rings, you're gonna be waiting twenty five minutes. Well, yeah. Why are you going to Popeyes and order onion rings? You go inside for that though. D- don't order onion rings. There's no. You have no business ordering onion rings there. Real quick, my favorite story. My buddy Keith went to uh, the Popeyes. I cannot quit watching this music video. My buddy Keith went to this Popeyes on Canal years ago, and he was in there, and there was this lady in there order like this little small old lady at the counter. She was ordering chicken, and I think she ordered like a big box of chicken. And the girl checking her out is, you know, pressing the buttons, whatever. And she goes, "Is this for her to go?" And the lady looks at her like she's crazy. It goes. It's to go. You think I'm going to eat all this chicken here by myself? <laughs> and the girl's response immediately, I don't know your life. And so that's one of the, our favorite quotes that we still use to this day. I don't know your life. Yeah, I mean, you which could is be coming exact, in here to eat all that chicken and then go throw exact, it in our bathroom. Which is the exact response you should have to somebody if you ask, you know, like, you think I'm going to eat all this, like, 12 pieces of chicken by myself? I don't know your life. What's the most fried chicken you do? you've ever eaten in your life? I've put down a 20-piece of McDonald's. My cousin and I, when we were in high school, we used to go to the uh, we used to go to McDonald's and they'd sell a 50-piece and split it for the Super Bowl. Um, yeah, I think I, I think I've done like four or five, and then your arteries all immediately close up. Yeah, that's why I gave it up. All right, that's gonna do it for this edition of the Chris Gordy Show. Remember, you'll you can catch all the uh, interviews we had on the podcast Sports1280.com. Peter Where's Burns, Peter Burns, Chris Landry, and Kenny Albert. If you missed any of that, go to the website Sports1280.com. We'll be back tomorrow. Coming up next, Duncan Holder right here on Sports 1280 New Orleans. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.